Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Buzzing About Romance. On this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, I am joined by Heather, who is a Minnesota hockey mom, reads on Instagram, and we are reviewing Edge of Eon by Anna Hackett. This is book one in her Eon Warriors series. Welcome back to the podcast, Heather. Hey, Leah. Thanks for having me. Do you want to go ahead and read the synopsis from Goodreads? Absolutely. Framed for a crime she didn't commit, a wrongly imprisoned space captain's only chance of freedom is to abduct a fearsome alien war, war commander. Subcaptain Eve Trainer knows a suicide mission when she sees one. With deadly insectoid aliens threatening to invade Earth, the planet's only chance of survival is to get the attention of the fierce Eon warriors. But the Eon want nothing to do with Earth, and Eve wants nothing to do with abducting war commander Davion Than Eon off his warship. But when Earth's space corpse threatens her sisters, Eve will do anything to keep them safe, even, it mean, even if it means she might not make it back. War commander Davion Than Eon is taking his first vacation in years, dedicated to keeping the Eon Empire safe. He's, he's been born and bred to protect but when he's attacked and snatched off his very own warship, he is shocked to find himself face to face with a bold, tough little Tarian warrior who with both who both infuriates and intrigues him. When their shuttle is attacked by ravenous insectoids Cantos, Eve and Davion crash land on the terrifying hunter planet known as Hunter 7, a planet designed to test a warrior to its limits. Now the pair must work together to survive, caught between the planet and its dangers and the cantos hunting them and their own incendiary attraction. Okay, so incendiary. Incendiary, sorry. I don't know my cheaters. (laughs) Okay, so this book was released December 9th, 2018. So it's a couple years old and the tropes are Mm sci-fi, military, alien. It's kind of a slow burn but not really but there's also an instant connection which they talk about but don't really act on yeah and i don't think they understand it if that kind of just how the planet eon goes it doesn't seem like definitely he does not like eve talks about like how hot he is and like the connection and all of that but like he doesn't get like why he's feeling this way And then the steam level, I agree. It's like a two or a three because there's not a lot of moments, but there's some hot moments. I'd say this one is like the least steamy out of the series. I think there's more like sexual tension. Um, Mm -hmm. I think they try to avoid it. And I think it's because he is um, like very focused on his job. Yeah. Like, He's basically like, I ain't got time for that. Like, that's not what my people do. (laughs) Yes. Well, and when you first meet him, like, we'll talk about Davion first. So like when we first Mm -hmm. meet him, he's going on vacation, but instead of going to one of these pleasure planets that they have, where basically it's just a planet that they can go to and have sex, like with whoever, instead of going to like going to the Bahamas or something like, but instead of going there, he goes he is choosing to go to this like 
planet <laughs> created solely for training, it'd which is like, just insane. Yeah, it'd be like a military guy being like, I'm going to go take a vacation, but I'm going to go back to basic training. You know what exactly. I mean? But like this, like all, this but all planet, by myself and just yeah, do everything on my own. And just, yeah. And so like this planet is, I found the planet very fascinating. Like, I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I thought it was super interesting how it all works. So it was like, they landed and they were on this kind of like jungle planet and it was hot. And then all of a sudden it like started to shake and she's like, what the freak is happening? And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's changing biomes or whatever. And then all of a sudden yeah. it just changed to like Alaska. And she's like, what? And then like the deadly animals and things that are there. And he's like, oh yeah, that's probably deadly. And she's like, I'm sorry, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> well, but even as they were traipsing through like the jungle and she touches stuff, he's like, don't do that. Cause like everything there is meant to create like a training exercise, basically. And yeah, it's like they meant go to f- wreak havoc. Yes. Yeah, so the planet, like throughout the course of the book, it is the jungle. It it's like a cold, like mm-hmm. North Pole-ish Arctic type thing. Um, then it the goes de- to the desert. desert. Mm-hmm. And then this like water like land with lava. Like it it's just so crazy. crazy. And and you're just kind of stuck wherever it changes, how it changes. So at one point they're standing there in in the was were they in the snow or the sand when it switches to the water and they're like swept up in the water because it, yeah, because of where and, they were standing. Right. Um I know. And because then as it's switching, you know, you don't know where if you're standing is actually gonna be water. And then the crazy other bug aliens that are after them are like ruthless yeah I mean it was it was kind of it was a wild ride and I was not bored at any point in that book I was not bored no let's talk about go ahead no what were you gonna say it it just made you want to keep reading Mm -hmm. it's such a good series but let's talk about Eve just a little bit so she is in prison because she she was the sub sub commander, I think was is her no sub captain. Yeah. So she is a sub captain. She is working underneath a man who got his job because of who his mom is. And the mission that they are on goes bad. She gets blamed because she is she is below him and like his mummy fixes everything for him as Eve Mm -hmm. constantly says and so she gets put in jail so she has been in jail for five months and is basically blackmailed by the idea that they are going to do something to her sisters because she has two sisters into taking the war commander hostage and that is like what starts the whole ordeal like she is not okay with this this like this going on she's not okay Mm -hmm. with the fact that she has to make this decision because she loves her sisters like she there's obvious love and devotion to her sisters because after her dad passed away and her mom went like down the tubes basically like it was just her and her sisters against the world and she would do anything for them 
they're a military like they're a military family so her dad was mm-hmm. in the military so in the same branch and died fighting the cantos and then yes. basically the mom went off the deep end and the mm-hmm. sisters were left to fend for themselves and they had a, they have a really strong bond and she doesn't want anything to happen to her sister she is very mm-hmm. feisty she is she like is. badass i mean she can keep up with i mean he's like mm-hmm. one of the most decorated you know I, I don't want to say like military members of his planet or whatever. I mean, he's, right. he's badass and she can keep up with him. And he was mm-hmm. like, um, so he respected that. He was like, holy, I mean, you know, obviously at first she kidnaps him. Which is, yeah. He's a big well, dude. And then he's, he's a big dude, but he's also shocked that this tiny little, and they call humans Terrans. So this tiny little Terran woman had the capability and the balls to like go Mm -hmm. after him and kidnap him and like hijack his vacation. (laughs) Right. And then, so they get to this planet and, um, cause I think they were attacked and then they ended up on this planet and he definitely doesn't want to have feelings for her. I mean, mm-hmm. he's like, girl, listen, I get what you're up to, but it's not happening and whatever. But then like, as they're on this planet and, you know, they kind of have to work together, he's like realizing that he is, he likes her and he's falling, but it, he has no control over it. Like they have no. no control over it. Well, and they talk a little bit about how the the members of his planet and like the surrounding planets have their hellion, which is like this some sort of symbiotic thing that they get attached to them. And they do explain it in one of the later books that they go into a little bit more depth about it. But basically, like it is it creates their armor, it creates their weapons, like they it heals them from the inside out like in it it helps gauge their feelings and so but this hellion also is part of like their whole mating ritual like because they're aliens and they have mates and they can only procreate with their mate Mm -hmm. and so but throughout the book, like little things with the Hellion happen, which I don't want to say what they are because that will definitely give things away, but little things happen with this Hellion and he doesn't know how to react to it because he's never seen what happens or ever before of it because he, I mean, I, I also don't want to give it away, but, um, there aren't a lot of mates. And so they have to figure out a different way to create like it's like they're genetically creating they're creating you know perfect specimens they're creating like they're essentially making test tube babies right because like again like only only mates can naturally have a child child. so they have like so their species doesn't die off like they had to figure out how it was like how they would continue on with their life force and so they created 
like these babies basically because they then, they don't want to die off yeah and people adopt them and it sounds like you know some of them are adopted by like single people or mm -hmm. um some have found you know mates chosen mates yes yeah, chosen mates i i think what is so i'm not a huge sci-fi reader and i i'm trying to branch out as a reader mm -hmm. it just it fascinates me the amount of work and effort and thought and planning that has to go in to creating a sci-fi series because it's you're not just like oh this takes place in Boston and I can like google map Boston like you have to create a whole new setting <laughs> you know what I mean like well and in this series like it's a just Topian type of series where like the Cantos like attacked earth in I mean they space travel from planet to planet and like universe to universe like it's nothing like uh -huh. there's so much like inner intergalactic travel that it's like there's such a world that is created in in this book in this series that but it makes sense. And that's the big thing. Like, yeah, and it, it makes a lot of sense. It doesn't feel far-fetched. Like, mm -mm. I think that was one thing I was thinking that sci-fi would do. It'd be very far-fetched, but it's not. I mean, and there are parts because they're Terrans, but they're human and they come from earth. And so there are some things where they're like, oh, you know, kind of how they talk about the human race. And you're like, mm, yeah, they kind of describe the human race pretty well. You it know does, I mean? Yeah. So it was interesting. Um, yeah. Well, and I thought it was interesting also, though, that like these cantos are they're insects of like they're like mutant insects, but they're but they are the ones that are attacking like the aliens. They are the ones that are attacking Earth in this this story. There's a lot of world building in it, and it's basically how these two worlds are combining together to fight the Cantos together. They mm -hmm. had, the humans had previously reached out to the, the king and he wanted nothing to do with them. And so earth was kind of on its own doing their thing. And all of these Eon warriors were on the, working together and doing their thing. But this, this world that Anna Hackett has created in this story, like there's, there's a lot of little pieces and little mechanicals that come together to create the basis of this entire series. Right. And in this story, they, um, the humans or the Terrans are really imploring the eons to help save their, the population of earth and mm -hmm. the human race. Yeah. Um, and I think they're, I, um, one of the things I really like about this is, you know, when they fall, they fall hard and fast, which it's mm -hmm. kind of like an insta love where I think you and I both really like those, you know, because they're I generally do. quick I do reads, like an you know, instant. but I love how well, much respect he has for her. Like Davion mm -hmm. really respects Eve and it's, it's like a partnership. It's not. I don't, I just, really he's not like, like I'm a warrior. I know what I'm doing. I am in command. He's mm -hmm. like, she is a warrior in her own right. Like she did this for me. Like she didn't leave when I asked her to, because she wanted mm -hmm. to fight for me and with me. 
And I thought that was a big thing because he even talked about how it's not unheard of for a female Eon warrior to be part of their military, but it's not common. And so to see this tiny, like the way they describe her, like she's tiny, like she's a small, like she's a petite woman. Mm -hmm. And so this tiny little lady is like holding her own against all of these things. And so he has a genuine respect for her separately from the fact that he has fallen in love with her. Yeah. And they are, they're built like humans. Um, I think there are some things where, you know, alien, I don't want to say alien, but sci-fi romance where they're not really human. He's more human. Mm -hmm. He's just like a large, I think he's probably like six, seven. So he's super tall and bulky. And I think Mm -hmm. she was like, I'm like five, one, (laughs) you know, so she's pretty little. She is, but they, and that's the thing, like, and I felt like this is like a nice soft intro, especially because he is human in every sense of the word. Mm -hmm. built wise like yes he has the hellion and yes like their eyes are a little bit different because of the hellion and like they're all built very similarly they're all like because they are a lot of test tube babies per like for the lack of a better term um so there's a lot of similarities through all of them but but they still have like their own elements that are just theirs and then the terran human race has elements that are just theirs and i thought it was an interesting way to do the entire series yeah I think it's a really good series I think I told you I was texting you I read the first book and um I it was a quick read I think for me it was I know every book for you is a quick read so (laughs) listeners I read a little bit slower uh Leah's actually not human she reads a lot faster than anybody I've ever met so I think I read this in a couple (laughs) hours so it's a, Uh a pretty quick read and I immediately downloaded book two and I think I finished book well, two it, right away. But it's one of those series it sucks you in and you just don't want to stop. And it's not like, and it's good. Like I love the characters mm-hmm. and the sisters. So the first three books are the sisters and yes. um, they're not, they're all different, which is, I mm-hmm. mean, if you're, a, if you're a mom, you know that your kids are not alike. It no. doesn't matter they're all different and it's so I just really mm-hmm. like they're in, it's interesting and their stories are interesting I don't I said there's a, a lot of drama and that's not the right way to put it because there's not it's not drama but it's like action it's almost like an action yeah. movie does that make sense mm-hmm. it does but one thing that with this series you will find and some people dislike this but Anna Hackett she does it from series to series because she has a set amount of books that she typically puts in a series so the last couple chapters or the last chapter or a chapter like towards the end is always in like the next book like one of the people from the next book and so it really sets up the next book in this series because we get a chapter from laura who is one of eve's sisters and you meet her hero and she's she gives him a run for his money and it's, oh, it's sure. gonna be so much fun it's such a fun Epic. book book two so. is amazing and i'm on book three right now love that too um yeah it's i noticed that with the first two books it was like you get the like almost like a chapter from 
the next book and then uh-huh. you it wraps up um that book that you were reading because it but it all kind of ties in like the timeline it, it doesn't sure. feel disjointed it doesn't feel forced nope. like it flows really well yeah because that's what it is the story is just flowing it's like if you're watching an uh, episode uh, like a show on Netflix and it mm-hmm. just kind of all flows together but yeah it, it makes sense but it then again it just sucks you in because then you're like oh but the chapter that you read for the next book isn't in the it, next book. No. Because sometimes authors do that where you read the chapter and then you hop in and you're like, I, I feel like I read this before. And then you're like, oh, because I did. But she, no, she does not do that. She like doesn't. she, she ends her story and then she picks up the next book after that story is ended and you, but she doesn't cut those characters off. Like you still get them, which I think is nice too. Right. Super good. So to our questions, mm-hmm. did you like this book? Yes, I, I really did. I feel like it was more human than alien. I think it's really mm-hmm. a great starter sci-fi book. Yes. I love this book. It's alien light. I like to call it, but yeah. I'm also a huge fan of anything Anna Hackett writes. So I'm a little biased on that one. And it reads like a military suspense to me, but in outer space. Uh, it does. It really does. Which is probably why I really liked it to start mm-hmm. with. Cause this series is how I found her. I think, or maybe it was her treasure hunter. I don't know. I just, she just is so good. But so anyway, who would typically like this book? I think anyone who's unsure if um, sci-fi is something that could be their jam or that they would be interested mm-hmm. in. If you like sent, uh, suspense or a little dystopian in your life. Um, if you're not sure about sci-fi and you're kind of looking for a quick read with like a good solid author, like Mm-hmm. I like her writing style. I definitely would check this out. And it's on KU. So there's really no reason yes. to check it out. It is KU. Um, but yeah, readers who like a good suspense book with a little romance mixed in, because it's not romance heavy, like the, that, but it's not romance light at the same time. Like it's, I feel like she gives you the perfect amount of blend. But yeah, it's, <laughs> it is. There's romance, but it's sort of, you know how when you meet two people in your life and they're together and you're like Mm -hmm. well yeah like one person doesn't really exist without the other like it's these people finding the person that they shouldn't exist without Mm -hmm. so would you recommend this book absolutely I think I have and I mean I just read it this week (laughs) so (laughs) I I think there's some other people I'm like you should totally check this out I even told mm-hmm. my son, I was like, my, my 14 year old is a big dystopian sci-fi reader. And I was telling him about this book and he's like, you're reading a sci-fi dystopian. I'm like, yeah, I don't think you'd want to read it, but I mean, it's in Kindle and you oh, no. go ahead and check her out. <laughs> he, he might, might be a little, a little bit much for him though. It might be, but you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I have recommended this. I recommended it to Heather. Cause I was like, we should totally read this for a quick shot. Like it would be so good. I'm sorry you're going down the Anna Hackett rabbit hole because it's not real small. No, and that's fine. I mean, just what I need, right? I keep looking and I'm like, well, my October is pretty light. I bet I could, you know, add some more. Well, but but one little tidbit for this, the final book in the series 
comes out September 7th, I think the 7th, but so, but it is the final book. Like, so you have something to look forward to. And after that, then you can move to one of her other series. Yeah. So what is, I mean, how many books are we talking here? I think there's, so it will be eight total. will be seven in this series. Oh, I think I'm pretty sure book, the King's book is book seven. So there I'm it could looking, be eight total. I'm looking in Kindle Unlimited right now. So okay. book four. Okay, so book two is Touch of Eon. Three is Heart of Eon. Four is Kiss of Eon. Five is Mark of Eon. Six is Claim of Eon. Seven is Storm of Eon. And eight is Soul of Eon. Oh, so there's nine. Okay. So I think there's nine, but because n- nine, the ninth book isn't listed, but they're all here. So I think there's nine. Well, there was nine. So, but I mean, there's seven well. days in a week, people. So it's just <laughs> a little over a book a day. I mean, you can do it. You can, but so we are out of time and probably a little over time, but we just can't okay. stop ourselves tonight. But so thank you so much, Heather, for joining me on this quick shot of romance anytime love to chat about books anytime (laughs) happy reading everybody find us on instagram at buzzing about romance or on twitter at buzzing romance if you like the podcast please leave a review if you'd like to support us directly join the bookcase and coffee patreon and receive exclusive content only available to patreon members check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on the shelf show notes 